Welcome to the Trading Business School. In today's episode, we're speaking about something that's nearest and dearest to my heart, the ultimate system for creating systems. I'm joined by the amazing Michael McNish and Miranda Hill. How are you guys doing today? Amazing. Really, really good. Great to be here. This is, as you guys know, something that's super nearest and dearest to my heart. And I guess before we kick things off, I want to maybe share a little bit around, I guess, how this came about for me many years ago. You know, I was a typical business owner, a typical visionary, I was always in the the great big ideas and the next shiny thing. Yet I had a business that solely relied upon me, the kitchen and bathroom manufacturing company. And I, and I, and I remember that I couldn't even go down the shop to get like a meat pie and a Coke for lunch without my phone ringing off the hook. Like I wasn't driving the business. The business was driving me. I had 15 employees. I had four contractors that were doing all the installations. And yet I was constantly just at the helm of answering every question because I created a business or I created a job. I created a business that relied upon me. You know, I had a whole entire team that couldn't make a decision. Like I had enabled them to make decisions without me, essentially. You know, so although we we're doing multiple millions of dollars, it's like everything had to be ran past me. And it was a fucking prison cell. And unfortunately, it wasn't back then that I discovered or created what we're speaking about today. It was many, many years later uh, through starting my coaching business that I realized I want to do things differently. And I knew that systemization was going to be the key to creating freedom of my business. You know, I, I read it in books, I, I'd heard it in talks, I'd heard other coaches talk about it. But not too many people actually talk about how to do it. Like I remember Michael Gerber, the e-myth, he spoke about it, but it's still quite theoretical. It wasn't really like here is exactly how you go about systemizing business. Here's exactly about how you become free. And I remember that I had a lot of resistance because I was like, well, like I don't want to get stuck in the weeds creating all these systems. But in order to hire somebody, I have to be the one to create all these systems. Mm. Have you guys experienced that? Yeah, I hear it all the time is I've got to write all the systems so they're all ready and I don't in this, you know, metaphorical or physical folder and labeled beautifully so that then when I hire somebody, I can give them all to them and then they can start using them. And the <laughs> block, the block behind that energetically and just even though it's kind of, I just don't want to do that. It's like I would much rather go and watch grass grow or honestly do anything else than go and sit down and have to write that number of systems. It's it's not even that, right? Like like typically the business owner that knows they need systems or knows they need to hire people is because they're working ridiculous hours. Yeah. Right, the business is growing and they haven't got any time. So the thought of sitting down and having to like take their visually abstract mind into like creating step-by-step processes <laughs> for someone to hire is like fucking pulling teeth. Yeah, it's it, I agree completely. It is it's the time thing. Um, so it it's disinteresting for them. It is not, you know, disinteresting is probably doing it um yes, being being a bit fancy and a bit light on there. I could probably use a few other words there to describe really what's going on in their minds about the idea of having to write one of these systems. Um, but it is the time thing. So that up to their neck all day, every day, and to think, how do I take myself off the tools off the job out of the business to go and sit somewhere and logically write everything down. And then often it's the, the curse of the business owner's knowledge is they don't actually realize that when they go to start writing things out, there's steps that might be missing because they just subconsciously know stuff. Um, yeah. But then you can write it all down, there's bits missing and all sorts. It's so beautifully put. And I guess if you're listening or watching this episode right now, we are going to talk you through the system for writing systems. And to be honest, uh, even more than that, I would highly recommend to get a copy of my book, 
uh, the path to freedom, the nine steps to build a profitable business uh, that can work without you because I literally go through every single step that we've created over the past. Should have been in business for 18 years now to now have not just one business in the game changes. I have multiple businesses and I could work less than two hours a week and they still run without me through the process we teach in that and, and through, uh, I, I guess, an insight into what we're going to share today. The last thing I'll touch on, Miranda, is something you mentioned as well, is that the business owner is actually the worst person in the whole entire organization to write the systems because often they've been doing this thing for so long that there's an unconscious competence about what they do. Like it's, like, it's like, have you ever had that experience we've driven home? You've pulled up in the driveway and you're like, I can't actually remember driving home, right? Because you've been taking that path so many times that it's unconscious competence. Now, if we were to go write systems, we'd miss steps out, we'd overcomplicate things. And people are probably thinking right now, well, I'm a sole trader. I've got a few employees. Like, how do I create them if I don't create them? And I guess I want to get to that too. Michael, is there anything that you want to kind of add to, to any of that? Oh, just the fact that everyone wants systems, but no one wants to write them. Except Miranda and I joke about it. Miranda really enjoys writing systems and I'm probably the opposite. And it depends on, I guess, on your personality type and, and your skills and competencies. And I think majority of the time, it's a bit of a generalization that majority of entrepreneurs, business owners are more hands-on, kind of a little bit more bigger thinkers, maybe not so much in the detail, particularly if you started a business, you probably, you know, if you're behind on your, on your on your finances and you've got all your receipts and everything's a mess and it's like you, you need someone in your business to organize everything, you're probably the last person who, you know, you feel is competent and been able to, to systemize things, yet secretly you really want it. Because right, yeah. we all know that a well-structured, systemized business is the key to freedom and is exactly what we want. And, uh, and I remember when I worked in franchising and I was in the marketing department, my, the franchisor said to me, like, the secret is systems. And I, and I took upon myself to write a marketing manual and I wrote system after system after system after system. And I have a KPI of like four systems a day. And I freaking hated it. <laughs> it was like really hard. But those, in those days, we didn't have screen recording stuff. We didn't really have the technology that we had today. But the thing that made it a lot easier for me was template was having a structure which to to do it and fill in the blanks, so to speak, because that gave me a framework to actually write systems rather than saying to myself, I have to write these systems, where do I start? What do yeah. I say? How do I do it? So the system for writing systems, as, as we're about to talk about, really is an essential part of successful systemizing. Well, this, this is really where it started for me because I was faced with all those objections. It's like I knew... I knew, like for two years, I remember in the coaching business, like I knew I had to systemize it, yet there was huge procrastination around that. Like I knew that it had to be done, I, I, but I'm like, I don't want to be the one to do that. But also, I also want to make sure that they're done. But this is going to where it started for me. I was like, how could I systemize my business without, without doing it? Because I don't want to do it. But in such a way that they're all going to be the same so that anyone could pick it up and follow. And I remember like my dad worked for Macca's. McDonald's hires 13, 14-year-old kids that make the burgers the same way. And I guess, you know, I read books, I studied up, and, like, no one really talked about how to do it. And that was where the first document came into place for me. It's like, it's like what, what if I wrote one document, which was the system for writing systems? Like, what if I wrote one key document that taught my staff how to systemize the business, how to name them, how to store them, so that instead of me having to create systems where I hire someone, I could just hire someone for a role, and as I trained them, part of their training was you have to systemize your role, and here is how you do it. We shared this idea with a client, 
And what they did, they took it to a new level. So when they were demonstrating how to do something for one of their one of the employees, their job was to write the system while he was showing it, and that helped the the yeah. team member to really learn it. And yeah. so that became a really good way for like, say you you're training an apprentice, or say you're training anyone on your team for them to to prove to you that they've learned how to do it. They're systemizing at the same time, so you show it once and it's done. You know, and so the other person's doing it as part of their learning. It's probably worth just for a moment even defining what we mean by a system. So I know, and I, I share that. I sort of it, pop, popping this into the conversation here because I certainly know I've had conversations with clients who have talked about systems from the idea of software and using software as a system. And yes, we can use software to automate things and make things easier in our business. That's a whole other conversation. What we're talking about here is a system. You might use language language like a process or process map like it's a series procedure the procedure sop how to yep all of these how to do something so that's a standard operating procedure for those of you sop yeah here we go we're jumping into jargon great de-jargoning michael um the broadest definition i would probably apply is it's a series of steps by which we get a consistent uh, result the same result no matter who follows those steps Follow those steps and get the same result every time. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, that's what we mean when we're talking about systems. Do you know yeah. what McDonald's call their systems for their team on, in restaurants? No, what? SOCs. It stands for a, a Station Observation Checklist. Yeah. Well, there we go. So there's many fancy names. Whatever word you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. In, in my book, The Path to Freedom, I kind of, I guess, debug that. You know, like we see a process as like a flowchart. Yeah. Right. So let's just say let's just say that you have a marketing process. Now that goes through steps of like how do we go around essentially attracting a prospect, to moving them into a sales conversation. Now that process might have five steps. It might have fifty steps. Each step we would break down into an SOP or a checklist or a system. So each step along that process chart would have steps of how do you complete that? Like how do we write an ad? How do we create an ad image for argument's sake? Yep. Yep. How do we do the steps? Uh, what's the instructions for fulfilling that part of the process? And so, like, the machine is effectively the process, or I even like to call it sometimes the map, like the, the sequence even, the sequence of events going from point A to point B where multiple people on the team could be involved. Yeah. Different departments could be involved. Yeah. Yeah. One of the great examples we've had, you know, I can uh, share is maybe the quoting process. So there might be a series of steps in the quoting process from uh, the inquiry coming in through phone or whatever it may be. There might be a rate, mm. the inquiry coming into the business and then the series of steps that you take in your business to get to the quote, perhaps the inquiry coming in to the quote being sent out. And you call, call that the process, uh, sorry, the process for the, the quoting process. And within each of those uh, steps, there might be a particular system that you want followed like for example how how to answer the phone and take an inquiry from a new lead would be maybe a system so uh, we'll dive into uh, how the system for writing systems so that we can make this super easy uh, you know linking you know circling background to make it super easy where the business owner is not the one having to do all the work which I know all of you are jumping up and down in your chairs right now uh, with excitement then yeah edge of the seat Miranda 
Edge yeah. of the sea. Edge of the sea. There's, <laughs> a, there's a couple of things I want to add. So uh, if you're watching this right now, we will include a downloadable link below to actually get a copy of our system for writing systems. However, if you do buy my book, in the book, there's actually a process for implementing a system. Now, let me just touch on that for a second. What I realized is that we had this system and it was all well and good to start with. I was you know, onboarding team members. We were showing them things. They were recording the trainings, whether it was like on use Loom or with audio or some of that, they were going creating systems. But then we got to a point where we had like 100, 150 systems. And all of a sudden, the same system was getting created multiple times because we couldn't find them. We had no idea how, to, you know, if we had a system for it, they were getting changed, mistakes were happening. And it got to a point where um, I needed to find a new way for things to be more succinct within the business. And that was where we come up with the process for running a system, which we spoke about before. And basically, there's a step-by-step flowchart that goes through. And the very first question is, you know, does a system exist already? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you go? Like, where do you go to find out if a system already exists for this thing that we're doing before we go and create one or not? And basically, it takes you through the steps to work out, is there a system there? Is a system working? Where's it filed? Where's it stored? It incorporates uh, things like we use Asana as a very, very effective and productive way to run our team internationally. My team are all around the world. There's no centralized office. You too can do this if you have a team on site, like Asana is available on your phone. It's a very, very good way to jump in and and check off jobs and and steps for jobs and things like that. But all the way through to naming, implementing them and revising the process. And so we will give you the downloadable link below for the system for writing systems. A very good place to start. However, if you are you know, are wanting to, to really create a business that works without you, uh, grab a copy of my book. It's on sale. There's a link below here somewhere, and I'll take you through the whole entire process. Plus, there'll be an option for you to get 100 pre-written systems as well for your business for, I think it's like 97 bucks or something that you can swipe and deploy and put that in there. So, Randy, you mentioned before, do you want to kind of take people through, I guess, the steps of systemization? Then maybe at the end, we can kind of wrap up with the key steps to to walk away from this episode to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Michael, jump in if I miss one. I've been known to miss things occasionally, but the the premise is that one, you check if a system exists already. Very, very important. And then as, as Barry talked about, then there's a structure to it that talks about how, so who this is for, the purpose of it, overall what the purpose is, purpose of the system, what it's going to be called, right through to who's going to implement it, who's going to use the system to the steps taken too. And then at the end, what's very, very important to include things like what done looks like, examples and screenshots. What did I miss there, Michael? I just well, felt like the, the real thing that you, <laughs> you did really well, Miranda. This is what happens when you don't have the template like right there, right? We're all trying to remember, why do I write, what, why, what do I do? And we talk about this every day, mm-hmm. right? We talk every single day we're talking about systems, we're using systems, yet you actually don't want to rely on your memory to remember how to write a system because if you do, what happens is it's a bit like your your team trying to remember how to actually do the task that you want them to do, how you want them done. Like you show them once and the presumption is they're going to have it done right, but no, so we need to have the system. So here's a a really good structure and, again, you can download a copy, put your brand on it and start incorporating that into your business. So we always start with the purpose or outcome. So, like, what's the purpose of this system? What's the what's the outcome that we're trying to achieve from this? And then why this is important. Because the reason we start with this is, is a human psychology thing, is that a lot of people, particularly Gen Y and, uh, and newer, <laughs> whatever generations they're called, millennials mm. and, and whatever they're called, they always want to know, well, why? Why mm. do I need to bother about this? Is this 
doing it for the sake of doing something. So you're actually explaining in the system why this is important. The reality is every task or every system in your business is important. Mm. There is like everything's important to be done, like washing the dishes. There are no cleaning fairies. You know, you probably have one of those signs up somewhere. There is a process to follow. So why this is important. And then what will you need before Mm. doing this? What are the materials? Because there's nothing worse than going up to do a job, right? And, oh, I've got the thing. Yeah, the equipment, whatever you may need. Yeah, whatever equipment you might need to do that particular job. So you've prepared in there from the outset. Yeah. Yeah. There's one more really important thing to note around this as well is that, like, I remember when I had my trades business, I don't even remember other businesses that I've had, but where mistakes happen, and it was like I was constantly putting out fires and mistakes would frustrate me. And there's a significant difference now is that when there's a mistake, when something happens in any one of my businesses, I'm actually excited by it because it shows there's a gap in the company. And the reason I'm excited is because we have a system. So the first question that gets asked to the employee or the team member that was in charge of that thing is, was the system followed? If it wasn't, there's a conversation of, well, why wasn't it followed? But nine times, 99% of the time it was. And the questions are, cool, so what's missing or broken in the system to improve this? Systems are not something that you write once and they're a static thing. Mm-hmm. They're constantly evolving and improving. And the, the great thing about it is that's how you grow a phenomenal business because mistakes happen, you go back to the system, you fine-tune it, and they get so much better over time to where your business is outperforming anybody else in the marketplace because you've taken the time to create these evergreen manuals and steps that allow your business to perform at a high level. Which is worth the money. The systems in your business help you to, if you ever want to sell or exit or have a valuation in your business, this is how you create incredible value in your company because creating a business that runs without you, for example, with a fully systemized business is highly desirable for someone to want to buy. Well, someone else can step in. God, there's so much I want to talk about in this subject. This is something really <laughs> This loving. is going to be a long why, episode, right? <laughs> but this is, this, is why, this is why, I guess, within the Trading Business School program, within the Game Changers programs and stuff, we focus a lot on systemization because, you know, like once you get a business to that stage that you can walk away from, like the business can flourish. You can have, you know, an entire team who shows up as what I call entrepreneurs where they're making decisions in the business because they're empowered to do so and the systems are just a framework to ensure the business runs smoothly. But the beautiful thing is that when you start the systems with the why and the what, which you spoke about before, Michael, sometimes the hows don't need to be followed step by step because the team is empowered to go, well, I'm here and I've got to get to here. What's the best, shortest, most effective way to get there? They might not follow the step by steps as it needs to be, but they understand a better scope of the job. And as they start to get better as well, they, they don't need to follow those step by step instructions. But the cool thing is, is that when you do set it up like we, we show within the book, is that you could have a team member sick and they just jump into a, somebody else's assigned Asana list and that they automatically have access to all their tasks for the day, all the systems are linked, and they could operate that part of the business as if the other team member was still there. And this is how we've got a business that if one of my team members sick, it doesn't mean I need to, need to stop surfing and jump in to run that part of the business because we have X amount of other team members that can jump in to run their role for them. Whereas, you know, remember, a past business is someone was sick and it meant that I just took on more work that day. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of finish through, I guess, the, the template itself. So just to, run, to recap, we had the purpose outcome, why this is important, what you'll need, who is authorised to do it, like who's, who's this system who's for, yeah. when do we do it? So is because you might have a system that's done as ad hoc, as needed. It could be regular. It could be a one, you know, when required. So when do they do it? And then all the steps of how. So, but remember, as you said before, it's how we did it last time. 
It's how yeah. we did it before with these circumstances, which is the things that often will get updated. Then we go what done looks like. Miranda's talked about what done looks like. It's a really like, for example, what does clean look like when you've finished cleaning the site? Right? What does done look like? Yeah, and with, then, with, 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 yeah. with a photo example as well. That yeah. because because that's where sometimes interpretations can be lost. So part of your steps. It might be a video showing someone how to install a flick mixer or how to install a kickboard on a kitchen or something, as well as it's got steps to do that. So the mm. person doing it, like there's, there's complete transparency. And then what it's done look like, finished photos, it saves so much time as a business owner if, you're, if your team can, can read it and see it. You know, even Uber Eats do a photo of the delivered goods at your door. Yeah. So on the app, they deliver the bag, take a photo. That's exactly what done looks like. Yeah. Done. A checklist is really important to have. Like usually once you've written the system, you can give your team checklists so that when they're on site or doing jobs, so they've got a checklist so they don't have to carry the entire system with them. They can remember how to what they need to do. And then a really critical one is if you have a problem, what do you do? Yeah, who do I contact? Who do you talk to? Who do I contact? Yeah. Right? If you don't have that in there, you're going to be typically the person that they go to. And that's when you get all these questions and all this inundated and you're like, oh, my God, like everyone's coming to me. You can systemize yourself out of that by changing the the answer in there. Yeah. I was just going to say, so to wrap this episode up, it's a little bit longer than normal. Apologize for that. Trust has been a huge amount of value. We could talk about systems all day long. They're actually not that hard. I spent a lot of time, I guess, reconciling the last 18 years of my experience in business and getting to where I am now, where I do have multiple businesses that don't need me to be there to operate and to grow. It's all in my book, The Path to Freedom. We go in depth. The feedback that I've had from people that have read it is, is it is a complete instruction manual. And the other cool thing too is me and Miranda went through every single chapter and we actually wrote an SOP or a how-to after each chapter. So you read the book, you can download the SOP for free, and, and it's a step-by-step guide of how to implement that chapter into your business. Like I could not have made it any easier. So that's step one. If you really want to create a business that works without you, you need systems. If you find that you're busy, you're overwhelmed, you're running around like a headless chook, you need systems. You don't have to be the one that does that. However, if you also want to hold somebody's hand and walk through this step-by-step and grow something phenomenal, the few options to work with us, whether it be through the Trading Business School program that we have, which is super affordable, high value, and uh, we'll take you through step-by-step, getting on top of your cash flow, how to hire an amazing team, what numbers you should be tracking and how to track them, but also going through and implementing the path to freedom, or there's high-level programs too within the Game Changers uh, Opulence and Boardroom as well. Team, any final remark before we wrap things up? I think you've nailed it, Barry. I just uh, write (laughs) systems, everybody, and uh, as a business owner, you don't have to be the one to write them yourself. And my advice is to start with one. Yeah. Start, write, write one, get your template and write one system and see how you go with that. Amazing, guys. See you in the next episode of the Trady Business School. Thanks for watching. Hit the like button and make sure you share it around all your trady friends and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Miranda. See ya. Bye-bye.